The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the newest, brandest, wackiest, uh, slammeriest episode of Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by my good pal, my friend, my uh, my nickel to my lodian, uh, Mister <laughs> Matthew Johnson. Matt, how's it going, buddy? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. What is up, my friend? Uh, good to see you. Good to talk to you again. Uh, same, same. Um, it's it's refreshing for me when I get a mat day. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> you have no idea. I sometimes I sometimes I wish we did this every week, but I also know that I am incredibly busy. So two weeks is okay. But if I could talk to you like once a week, I'd be a happy person. Yeah, I don't let everybody behind the scenes i only allow matt to talk to me once uh every two weeks yeah he's just, <laughs> he's he's a superstar so i, I yeah. <laughs> he's a superstar <laughs> so i'm not allowed to talk he, he, he's like my parents when i was in, a kid in high school uh, you know or just a kid and I'm like okay you only have like you can only watch nickelodeon for 45 more minutes and then you're cut off for the day you have yeah. to go do stuff and that's how johnny treats me but it's cool you know that we just have that kind of relationship um, well, it, with my new contract with the network, I have it in my rider, uh, like how long people are allowed to talk to me and and when. Uh, you got to schedule it. Uh, you got to talk to my uh, secretary. Uh, shout out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys got contracts? <laughs> <laughs> What's a contract? <laughs> I um, still, still to this day, when I got to sign a contract for something, I feel like a, it doesn't matter how small or dumb it is. I feel like such a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. I bet. You uh you, you I think it's those years of watching watching wrestling, you know, when they always have those contract signings and make a big deal out of it. <laughs> and everybody goes to a table and, and it yeah. never ends nicely. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I want that that's what I want to happen for my uh when I'm signing a contract for some art I'm trying to do for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. bet. I bet. You just you just put that you just put whoever's gonna pay you to a table. Thank you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny, Johnny, we we're uh we're definitely switching up gears a bunch this episode as far as what we're talking about, the target audience for what we're talking about, uh the language used between things that we're talking about. We went from rated PG thirteen up to rated E for everybody within yeah. uh within two weeks. And that's what Retro Pop does, you know. Uh, that's that's us. Uh, that's why I love this show. We can t- bring up any topic, and it doesn't matter. It we does can. not matter. One, it all fits. Week, one week we're talking about Nintendo, and next week we're talking about Napoleon conquering Europe. Man, I love retro pop. That's how we roll. Yes. That's how we roll. <laughs> and it helps my attention with the show too. To be honest with you, that we keep changing this up uh, oh. works for me. Yes. But of course, Matt. Today we are talking about the Kids Network itself. Nickelodeon. So let's get into our personal histories with Nickelodeon. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants! If nautical nonsense be something you wish, Okay, Matt, I 100% remember when Nickelodeon became available in my area. I was very lucky that uh, my parents even got cable in the first place because that was a big deal when that happened. Right. And when they got cable, uh, when it was actually even available for us in our area to get cable. Uh, and I remember Nickelodeon would do like these free weekends or something like that. 
because this is when it was a pay channel, just like your HBOs and stuff like that. You had to pay extra for it. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, I would, I would like, man, what is this? I have to watch this. Just the commercials and the, in the game shows, especially are the things that really hooked me when I was a kid, the, the double dares and, and, uh, you know, all those type of shows, those the Nick arcades, these shows would really, really uh, hook me. And then a magical thing happened. Uh, they decided on our cable network to provide Nickelodeon as just part of, uh, as part of, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't do two things at once, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just let everybody know, Matt's asking me a question through text that, uh, that is throwing me off. My bad. But, uh, yeah, as part, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's not your fault that I'm an idiot, but, uh, that I blame that on the, the, uh, North Carolina educational system. Uh, the thing. <laughs> But I, I just remember when our cable company decided that, hey, Nickelodeon will be a part of, you know, just to, if you have cable, you're getting it. Like, it's just going to be part of the package. And that was like a eureka day for me. It's like, oh, man, I can't believe this. Uh, I get to see all these great shows. This was right around the time when the Nicktoons were kind of getting started, too. Yeah. And I remember watching, the first one I watched was Doug. Mm. And I remember thinking, I got to keep watching Doug because this is well, weird. He had a dog named Porkchop. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the girl that he loves, her last name is Mayonnaise. You know, there's all these great things. It's so weird and strange that just sounds like I gotta keep watching stuff like this, and that's and that's where my love of Nickelodeon began. And and while today, and we'll get to us later, obviously at the end. While today they don't seem to do near as much of that old school fun stuff. Uh, you know, I still have great memories of it growing up as a kid. What about you, Matt? Well, yeah, to to to, sh- to shadow that last comment, we're gonna sound like total boomers today, uh, with, with these kids, yes. <laughs> these kids and their damn cartoons nowadays. Back in Nam, uh, <laughs> my, I don't remember the first some like when I first realized we had it, but I do remember. I, I don't know if it's like this for you down in down in NC, but uh, up here in at least Western New York, Niagara Falls, where I'm from. We had it was like the it was like murderer's row of cartoon channels. All right. It was uh, I think it was ABC Family was channel 43. They did some cartoons. They kind of they were like a Disney light, but they had their own cartoons. Then it was Nickelodeon channel 44, Disney channel 45 and Cartoon Network channel 46. Uh, When I I was probably I'm. I can't say I was more for one or the other, like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon were like my top two. But uh, I do remember spending a particularly a lot of time watching, sitting, watching Nickelodeon. I love the, 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 the cartoons, the, I guess the imagination. Uh, I even found myself really enjoying some of the kids content, you know, that they, the, the younger kid, I mean, I was a kid, I was seven years old when it happened. The younger kids content, your blues clues, your little bill, which is weird in hindsight. Hello. <laughs> that's, my, that's my blue clues. that's my blues clues that's really good i remember when wendy's had the toys it. wendy's had the, the 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 blues clues toys and i remember being in sec- first first or second grade and we had a bowling day my mom's like i got wendy's and i was so excited i got the little clock thing loved it so pumped but uh <laughs> but yeah it from a very early age you know you, you sit you flip through the channels that was the nice thing about having them so close together is that those channels that, you know, if you didn't like what was going on at Cartoon Network, you go watch Nickelodeon and vice versa. But uh, I do remember those early days, uh, Doug, Ah, Real Monsters, Are You, oh, afraid, yes. of the, Are you afraid of the Dark? And yeah. uh, what was that game show that I was, there was a 90s game show. It was kind of like, oh, I just had it. I just had it. Where'd it go? Was it a hidden temple? No, it was like, uh, it was kind of like, Guts? No, where is it? I feel like no, 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 no. Is it? I think it's figure it out. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Where they got some of the stars in Nickelodeon and they 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 do the game show and I was like, this is fun. Like that was like a that was a night. My dad was working nights and myself, my sister, uh, and my mom would just sit there and, and watch you know watch these shows and that was the appeal of it. That was the appeal of it. 
I don't know if I like Nickelodeon for the, some of the morning television. Like, I think Cartoon Network had a better morning slot, but evenings and afternoons, I, I always preferred. Uh, I always prefer Nickelodeon. But uh, I mean, just a really cool thing. When you said it, yet yeah, uh, we were doing this episode a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was in absolute shock. But uh, what was it? Universal, I think, had a had a Nickelodeon area. Yes, so we're going to get into that. Yes, yes. Uh, which I, I, I believe I, I think I, yeah, I did visit, I, I did visit it before they were doing slime time live out of universal studios at the time. There's a lot of cool attract. Yeah. They got like SpongeBob and stuff down there. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I've been immersed in it, you know, probably longer than a lot of, you know, longer than a lot of people. I know I, I, I do appreciate Nickelodeon for what it is. And, uh, and even recently I've, I've, I, I tuned in because, uh, they did, one of the football, they did the, one of the first rounds of the uh, the NFL playoffs this past year. It was really fun. They added slime effects. They added all sorts of different stuff. They added commentary. Somebody accidentally dropped. One of the players accidentally dropped an f bomb. It was hilarious. But um, <laughs> but I, I appreciate Nickelodeon for being that imaginative. So yeah, nothing but good things to say about Nickelodeon. When he dropped an F bomb, they should have him like make like a squeak or whatever when like when Mr. Krabs would cuss. I did it. I, I did I did that on two point. I, I put it on two point. I, I made a video. It was the 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 dolphin noise that when they were yes. swearing episode. <laughs> and I had somebody cup that it yeah, it was it was good. I'll I'll send it to you later. But yeah, I did edit Please that do. in. I did edit that in, but uh one that's why we're a good team. Yeah. That's why we're a good team. We're oh, also on sure. the same wavelength on Absolutely. Stuff. One thing I do want to give them kudos for, and I don't know if you'll talk about this, but they used to actually not play cartoons on their channel. For yes. they do like the the hour, like go out or whatever. We're not going to show any cartoons. Go out and play. And for when money makes the world go around in a capitalistic society, to do that is uh, pretty ballsy. But I've always commended Nickelodeon for kind of doing that. I don't I don't remember Cartoon Network doing that. I don't remember some other channels doing that. Nickelodeon's like. Nah, sorry, kids. No SpongeBob. Go out and and breathe some fresh air. So I always admire them for that. But that that's my, that's my personal uh, story with Nickelodeon. Well, now that we've done that, let's get into the history of Nickelodeon. <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. With your guide, Kirk Fogg. And here. All right, so this has been around and starts well before either you or I were born, Matt, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, we got to go back to 1977. Star Wars. The Roaring 70s. Star Wars. Yes. Episode 3. Or four, no four. Yes, four. Yes, four. <laughs> don't, don't come at me. It's early for me. I've not been awake very long. <laughs> Doctor Vivian Horner is who we're going to uh, be introduced to here. She was uh, an educator, but the big thing she was is a director on the PBS show called The Electric Company. I think if you, I, that's one that I've never watched, but I've heard of. Uh, it was kind of the precursor to your Sesame Streets and your Reading Rainbows. It was one of the early uh, things that kids could kind of watch on PBS was the Electric Company. And that show kind of had its following. It was it was growing. So this allowed her to, uh, you know, come up with other ideas that would be listened to. And she came up with the idea for a show called Pinwheel. Uh, this show would be aimed at kids between two and six years old. It'd be a mix of uh, people and live action people and puppets and, and music and stuff like that. Uh, and she started shopping it around because it wasn't going to be on PBS. No. And that's when Warner Cable comes in. Warner Cable says, heck, we'll give you a shot. You know, the electric company is doing all right for PBS. Uh, so we'll give you a shot. So on December 1st, 1977, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, they aired Pinwheel. And it was it was a success. Uh, people really liked it. Uh, they, they had weird hours on airing and stuff. Oh, by the way, uh, as we're going through the history of this network, just know that the hours of the network 
constantly changed. Uh, they weren't always a 24-hour network. Uh, they would multiple times they kind of shared the same space with other networks. Uh, it wasn't until much later, until like the 80s and 90s, where they got their own 24 hours. You know, they got their own 100% theirs Nickelodeon. Uh, so just know that going into this, uh, they they went through a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, didn't like uh, TV channels back then? Did, did didn't they? Uh, like they they only showed content for X amount of hours, and it just like they they, they just stopped like broadcasting, right? I think they yeah. right, they did that back in the day. So that's something else that like uh, people don't like realize either is that yeah we're fortunate to have twenty four hours a day television for a lot of channels, but uh, when Nickelodeon did get its start, like it, it says here, pinwheels broadcast each day from seven o'clock to in the morning to nine p.m. After nine p.m., yeah, that was it. That TV show, that station did not broadcast anything. Maybe it was paid programming or something, but uh, that was it. That was all the content that they had uh, when they started off. Yeah, and isn't that wild? You have to have a show that lasts that long each day. <laughs> That's that is insane to me. I lose my mind. Uh, but this, I would too. Yeah, this gave Horner the idea though for an all children's educational network and that's where we enter the world of nickelodeon now where did they get the name nickelodeon they were trying to come up with this nickelodeon is actually the same thing that when movie theaters are first getting started there were these five cent movie theaters obviously this was a long time ago you could not go see a movie for five cents anymore <laughs> uh, and they were called nickelodeons and that's where they get to think get the idea get the name from uh, when I was reading, there's actually a really good book that I really want to read uh, that's about the whole history of Nickelodeon. But one of the th uh, excerpts that I could read said that uh, even the person who came up with the name Nickelodeon wasn't super high on it. <laughs> I it listen, is like, hey, We don't know. It's one of those things where like, you say over and over again, and it does, it makes less and less sense. You know what I'm talking about? It makes less and less yeah. sense the more you say it. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. You start to break it down. It's like, what the heck is a Nickelodeon? Yeah. And then they obviously Nickelodeon. Yeah. Then they eventually wisely just shorten it to Nick because uh syllables and all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh April first, nineteen seventy-nine. The first ever children's network officially launches on Warner Cable across the United States. Now, the first shows that were on this network, there were no just fully animated shows. There's no that. There's no Nicktoons until much later. Uh, so you had Pinwheel, of course. They brought Pinwheel over. They had a show called Video Comic Book, which I think me and you would love, Matt, because it was kind of about the silver age of DC comic books. Yeah. You know, your Green, your green Lanterns and stuff like that. They had a show called America Goes Bananas, and that's bananas with a Z on the end, of course, to be cool. Uh, and that was basically a variety show for kids. They had a thing called Nickel Flicks, which feels really peculiar to say. <laughs> but that's where they basically played old short films and stuff, you know, that kids could watch. And then they had a show called By the Way, which was uh, like various live action or animated shorts that kind of made that up. But that was what kind of made up the first Nickelodeon. Uh, the first days of Nickelodeon were these shows, these early shows. What, and see, it was kind of weird in the earth. Go ahead. No, I, I, I had no idea. You said that this was the first children's show or children's network. I had no idea they were the original. Yes. I, I always like yeah. just the way that I was brought up. I always assumed that Cartoon Network was first, and then Nickelodeon was like second. But I, that that's amazing. So Nickelodeon is the, is the McDonald's of kids kids channels. I guess it's the OG. I, I, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I had really no idea. So that's, that's, that's a pretty cool thing that I, I don't think a lot of people realize. Yeah. The, they were the first. And uh, I think it's a good comparison to McDonald's. Honestly, that's, that's, that pretty much yeah. works right there. Yeah. Everything that they do uh, but, is inspiring, you know, future generations of, of kids channels. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the network kind of has a weird early history when it comes to uh, how well it did as in uh, it did originally catch fire or it, still, or it wouldn't be around they would have just quit it obviously so it did well enough for that uh, and we'll get into this more later but the network itself was not a financial success by any means um, I mean it just wasn't doing well I mean at the, when the original Nickelodeon had no commercials either 
Uh, they were way more focused on, on educational programs for children instead of the entertainment part of it. Oh, yeah, that never worked. And that, yeah, then just ask PBS, who <laughs> I love. Like, I love PBS because they do, they have some amazing documentaries on there, and I'm a documentary guy. Uh, but yeah, they're always, there's a reason they're always having asked for donations. Uh, yes. You know, it's because it's educational. A lot of people just don't care about that. No, they don't. Um, no, they really don't. Uh, so uh, they need a makeover, right? We got to do something to really pump this network up. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And uh, 1981 rolls around and they say, hey, uh, let's let's change our logo up a little bit. So they change our logo up just a little bit. And another thing that really helps is uh, one of their new shows that they get from Canada of all places. A, what's that all about? Well, it's called You Can't Do That on Television. And the reason why this show is important, I would dare say vital to Nickelodeon, is not only was it one of their first actual real big hit shows, but also this show introduces the iconic green slime oh uh, this is a show where you'd get slimed and such and that would obviously carry on throughout the show's history wow yeah so I, that's important that's crazy I, where would nickelodeon be without can you can you even imagine nickelodeon without green slime i i know it's their it's their identity getting this getting slimed i remember back uh, i mean later in like the 90s burger king used to have like a green slime ketchup or something like that uh, like th- I remember that's, yeah. th- that was their right. That was their right. De- that's their entire right. De- like if you don't have the slime, they're just a- they're any other kids show network. They're, they're cartoon yeah. network. They're Disney Channel, uh, in their own respect. They're just like everybody else. But yeah, the slime thing was always a continuous uh, thing. So that's really cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know where that got to start from. It's that's really cool homage to uh, its history. Yeah, and of course they would use that slime in other shows, and it would become kind of an iconic thing. Uh, where it's kind of gotten to a point where it's sort of an honor to be slimed. Yeah. Uh, so 1984 rolls around. And before I say Nickelodeon was not necessarily a financial success, this is the only number I will ever get into. So hopefully I'm stepping on Matt's toes here. But Nickelodeon was basically operating on a loss of about $10 million. It oh. was not a financial success by any means. No, that's whatsoever. not That's not good. Uh, it even would, it would even would constantly finish about last uh, and watched cable channels like the the ratings were not um, great to put it mildly. So this is where we're going to enter the world of hopefully I pronounce these names right. Well, one of them I'm going to get easily. Alan Goodman. That one's an easy name. That's good. And Fred Siebert. Hopefully yes. I got that right. Yeah. Basically, uh, these two men really helped MTV. Uh, they were kind of the ones who uh, pushed MTV and really gave it its look and brand that people recognize in the early days. And they were asked to do the same thing for Nickelodeon. So this is where we're going to get the first uh, iconic, because I most certainly remember these, splat design logos. That's where Nickelodeon would have kind of a splat uh, behind it. Uh, you would get the, the, you know, the orange and the green, and I'll tell you later why they picked those colors. Uh, they would get like new channel uh, little, you know, IDs, like, you know, channel identifications where like, hey, Nick, 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 Nick. Nickelodeon, like this type of thing. That's where this came from. Uh, they branded themselves now as the Kids Network. That's where this started. They just say, let's kind of simplify this. Let's kind of, obviously, they added commercials. Uh, and obviously, they kind of t- uh, geared away from educational and went toward entertainment. And uh, 1986, uh, they had a little hit show. I don't know if you've heard of this, Matt, called Double Dare. And uh-huh. Oh, never heard of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that? New phone? Who dis? No. <laughs> and, that, and all these things really, really helped Nickelodeon turn things around. Uh, they started getting some hit game shows and stuff, starting with Double Dare, like I said. And I remember loving Double Dare, even though it would gross me out a lot. Uh, like, like the picking through the nose to get the flag. <laughs> always hated it but i couldn't stop watching it it was such a cool i mean that's such a cool idea at the time like it's very forward thinking this is another thing that separated nickelodeon from cartoon network was these live action game shows that they had yeah kid who doesn't love game shows like there, like every person in this world i'm who's ever owned a television has that one game show that really sticks out to them 
And yeah. you know, for Nickelodeon to offer that on top of all the great cartoons, like, yeah, you're going to you're going to do very, very well. And, and they've succeeded because of it. Uh, they, they've done a good job, you know, kind of keeping things fresh, I guess. Uh, and yeah, game shows are just great. They're great. Yeah, they're great. They're not super difficult to uh, make, uh, and they're not super expensive. Though Nickelodeon would take some real chances, like with Nick Arcade, and you know, and some kind of inventive shows like that. Where you know, Nick Arcade. I don't know if you remember it, Matt, but basically, the very last segment of every Nick Arcade was kids got to be inside a video game, basically. Yeah. And that, and at the time, that was brand new technology they were using to do that. And it was pretty wild. Uh, you can go back and watch all these shows, Nick R.A., uh, Double Dare, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. All these are on Paramount+. Plus. highly recommend. It's a really fun watch, and it will definitely take you back to the era. <laughs> uh, I, I, what the, I was watching Nick Arcade, and no kid goes home who's on the show without a prize, right? And I was really laughing when uh, the, the kids who didn't make it to the last round on the, in the first episode of Nick Arcade, their prizes were... Uh, they got these shoes that I'd never heard of. I don't remember the shoes at all. They were called mutant somethings. Okay. Uh, but they got those kind of shoes. And, of course, uh, uh, Willy Wonka's Nerds Candy. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's the two things they got. Yeah, that's the two things they got. <laughs> but, uh, and the, the winner's prizes are so much better. It wasn't even, it wasn't even remotely fair. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's go to June 7th, 1990. And this is where, and we already kind of alluded to a little bit, at Universal Studios in Florida, Nickelodeon Studios opens up. And this is huge because this would come to place where they would start filming all their game shows. So if you went, if you were a kid and you went to Universal Florida, uh, Universal Studios, you go, hey, we got to go. I, I always wanted to go here, right? I never got to go to it because uh, I wanted to see stuff getting taped. I wanted to be one of the kids picked to do something. Uh, you know, and that's, that's where this would happen. They would have live studio uh, tapings of the shows and such and matt another uh retro pop uh pioneer is involved here because uh pizza hut helps make this happen of all things uh so nickelodeon and pizza hut kind of become together to bring you nickelodeon studios and uh, i definitely remember a lot of the prizes being in some of these old shows and uh going back and watching them this was uh confirmed being a trip to universal florida and and Nickelodeon Studios. So uh, that's cool. one of the things you can start with. And that sounded like such a fun time to me. Oh, it, it, it was. I mean, walking by, that was where everybody was at. I mean, I remember the early days. Obviously, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's very, I don't know if it's super Nickelodeon heavy now. I, it's been a couple years, but uh, I just remember that. I mean, well, it's, it's the old like splat zone and all that stuff or whatever. It's, it's abandoned now, which is creepy. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of creepy, but um you know, I just remember that was the place to be. Everybody was there. So while while Slime Time Live was going on, that was the best time to go on some of the other rides because every all the kids were there. They're like, "Oh, we want to be on TV. How could you not?" Yeah, it was it was such a it was such a <laughs> cool thing for Nickelodeon to have it, that because you know here you get this 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 thing that you know it's a show occasionally. Also, it it, po- it just pops up randomly. They they just have they literally have like live breaks in between like and commercials and all that stuff. And they show you what's going on universal. Uh, what better way to get closer to the action than, than, than going there and being a part of that. It had such a special vibe to it, man. It's, it's, it's unmatched. Yeah. I was very jealous of anybody who got to go down there and, and, and see it or, or be a part of it. And my school was never lucky enough to have, uh, you know, uh, Nickelodeon come. To, you remember when Nickelodeon was coming to schools, they would come to schools. Yeah. And, our school never uh, got it, but I do remember. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember family. one of our one of the one of our rival schools, I believe, did get it, and I was very very upset about it. <laughs> uh, but let's go to 1991, August 11th. This is a big deal day. Why? Because Nicktoons. This is where we're going to enter the world of Nicktoons. This is when Nickelodeon finally decides that hey, we're going to start making fully animated shows. They originally didn't want to do it because they cost so much; they're not cheap to make, uh, especially back then. But they're like, heck, let's just do it. And they were glad they did uh, because they were a major, major success. The first shows were, of course, Doug, like I mentioned before, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy. And then not too long after that, you had Rocco's Modern Life. Those are your your four 
original ones and then you know then you get your hey arnold's and and uh all kinds of shows came on after the angry beavers uh all real monsters all these were shows that i watched like crazy <laughs> so, i remember um, not being allowed to watch ren and stimpy yes same my same i remember this too i had a very and uh, you know if you're religious and cool that's cool but i had this very overly religious aunt who uh she's seen it come on one time at my grandmother's house for christmas and she goes no uh no this ain't happening and she switched it over to like qvc or something like that i was so mad but um i understood why like now with the power of the internet seeing exactly why my parents didn't want me to watch it uh it's understandably so that show was something else you know <laughs> i yeah honestly even nickelodeon even nickelodeon <laughs> themselves would later say that uh, they probably should have had that show on MTV and not on Nickelodeon. Oh, God. Uh, it yeah. kind of pu- pushed some boundaries. And uh, behind the scenes on the show was not easy. Like the guy who created it, there's a whole thing that you can get into uh, with this since it's its own show, honestly. But uh, the gist of it is he was very difficult to work with. And uh, he would end up leaving the show, I think, really early on, uh, maybe one or two seasons in, he left. And then I don't know, I don't know if it's the same guy, but one of the other guys i can't remember if it's the same guy or not not too long ago uh it was kind of about he's a real creep if you know what uh, i'm saying yeah 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 uh but uh sadly there's a lot of those going around uh unfortunately <laughs> uh, you can't have heroes anymore man you know what to they're all creeps honestly yeah. uh but uh that's those are your first major nicktoons and we're very lucky because these things really really took off they really, really helped the network. They pushed it out there. Uh, they said, hey, here we go. We're, we're something. The 90s were kind of the golden age of Nickelodeon. And it's because of Nicktoons. And also because on August 15th, 1992, I definitely remember this. There's a little thing from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. that they started called SNICK. S-N-I-C-K. And that's where they would play the more older kids shows. This is where we're going to enter your Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, which is when it still loves that that theme song still creeps me up to this day we put it's in our halloween amazing. episode two years ago when we first the yes, first it's like so good like yeah it was it, how could you not have it how could you not yeah. have it uh, uh clarissa explains it all all that uh keenan and kale like, all these shows uh would be going to become hits of their own i mean heck keenan it's been on Saturday Night Live now for like 45 seasons, it seems. <laughs> uh, and it all got started with Keenan and Kale. It did. And, you know, it did. Uh, that's the shit that really pushed him forward. I think, I think uh, after, of course he, he had some... after he tried Fat Albert, he's like, you know what? I got to do something else. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can't remember. Uh, I've always liked him. And I can't remember uh, the chronological order of things, but uh, I'm pretty sure he was on Mighty Ducks first before this. I think you might be right. And yeah uh so uh what uh i don't wonder if he's on the i don't is he on the new money ducks i haven't watched any of it so i don't know uh i watched the first episode i did not see him i did not see him he's got to show up at some point you'd hope yeah he's gotta he's gotta i say all right but uh shows like that really helped nickelodeon i mean you had his nicktoons during the day and then you had these uh, older kids shows in the in the evening and oh the Sorry, my cat just rode up against me and scared the crap out of me. I wasn't <laughs> prepared for it. <laughs> uh, and the network and the brand are still going strong today. Uh, of course, you got your SpongeBob's, which became a mega hit. I mean, it's had three movies now. Uh, you know, you're, and then they kind of went to an era of uh, where they kind of went away from animation. And there's way more live action shows with, with kids and, and, and such like that. That's kind of where I dropped it out. Uh, you know, some of those like, uh, some of those are like our Carly is is kind of good, but most of them are. You know. uh, yeah, my my thing the the comedy just got bad. Like, yeah, they went more heavily yes. live action, and then like I didn't I there was a point like I couldn't stomach Disney live action shows. So I thought the comedy, the forced laughter moments were just not good, and then I thought Nickelodeon yeah. kind of went that direction as well. With, with with yep. with i think i mean lack of it was a bit of a poor i mean i'm sure it was expensive for them but the production just seemed hokey 
Uh, yeah. and it's like, you know what? I, I can go watch adult shows now with much better production. Um, like everybody loves Raymond and stuff. Like that. <laughs> you know, I could I could go that route and everything seems yeah. better. It's just, uh, yeah, know. all kids love, everybody loves Raymond. Uh, yeah. that's a well-known fact. Uh, but of course, you know, today, uh, Nickelodeon's still around. Uh, like I just said, they just put a lot of other stuff on Nick on Paramount plus they own the Ninja Turtles. Uh, they, uh, like you were saying before, they're even been featured in NFL games. So they're still there. They're still sliming people. They're still having the Kids' Choice Awards, which is kind of kind of its own thing, too. Yeah. Uh, so Nickelodeon's still around. I didn't want to get into the newer stuff, but there's a whole history of, uh, like, the early 2000s uh, through now. Uh, good and bad behind-the-scenes stuff uh, with Nickelodeon. But it's still here. It's still going really well. Uh, I kind of think it'll be here for a while. But now, Matt, I think it's time for us to get into a little bit of your Matt uh, stance. <laughs> Timmy is an average kid that no one understands. Mom and dad and Vicky always giving him commands. Matt, what? All right. So welcome, everybody, to the Matt Stats portion of this show. As of September 2018, Nickelodeon is, is uh, available to about 87.167 million households. I remember the million part this time. Uh, it's not just 87 households. It is 87.167 million. Uh, let's see here. Finding numbers for some of these were a little difficult. Uh, I won't gonna. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, to comment on the Super Bowl, why we, why we, it's kind of fresh in everybody's mind right now. Uh, they were not the Super Bowl. The uh, their the NFL did their wild card game matchup between the New Orleans Saints and Chicago Bears. Uh, it averaged two point six zero two point zero six million viewers, uh, making it the most. It was the most watched program on the Children's Channel in almost four years. So that was a big, 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 big boost. And I, I hope it, I honestly hope it continues. It was fun uh, to, you know, to kind of see how they, they portrayed it. And of course, uh, watching, hearing the F-bomb was, was everything. I never thought in a million years I'd ever hear the F-word <laughs> on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yet here we are. <laughs> um, I wanted to run through, we'll start off with this, run through some of the programming, some programming that you are all familiar with and the duration that they went from i won't do every single one of them because there's a lot um but here are some of the durations all right so doug that was one of the ogs the originals and it just feels very 90s uh august 11th 1991 and it went, the fi finale date was january 2nd 1994 i i don't know if that's the end of their nickelodeon run and then it went over to disney and then they just like retcon mayonnaise so. into that bimbo but um like yeah, nobody nobody that i nobody that i talked to likes the disney duck <laughs> no no not not a not a fan ren and stimpy august 11th 1990 it's very popular day august 11th 1991 uh went till december 16th 1995 rocco's modern life september 18th 1993 to november 24th 1996 some of these lifespans are way shorter than i remember yeah I probably just got a lot of reruns that's all uh, ah, Real Monsters, October 29th, 1994 to December 6th, 1997. I used to love the the one guy. He held his eyes up in the air. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kablam. He had, he had really hairy, arm, he had yes. hairy armpits. Yes. Yeah. What a struggle. You have to hold up your eyeballs. Crumb? I think it was his name. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Crumb. Yeah. Uh, kablam, October 11th, 1996 to January 22nd, 2000. Uh, let's see. Uh, hey Arnold, October seventh, uh, nineteen ninety six to June eighth, two thousand four. Rugrats, August eleventh, nineteen ninety one to August first, two thousand four. Uh, Rugrats is one of their longer lasting shows. We'll talk about that in a moment. I'm only yeah. gonna read off the shows that uh, started be before two thousand. We'll do that. Uh, 
Angry Beavers, April 19, 1997 to June 11, 2001. Cat Dog, April 4th, 1998 to June 15, 2005. That had a very long run. The, the best thing about Angry Beavers is if you want to do a porn version, you just keep the same name. Oh, for sure. A lot of, lot of <laughs> weird... Uh, in, uh, what's the word? A lot of very uh, strangely named and titled stuff. Very... Uh, yeah. yeah. Nickelodeon is a very weird early 90s history. Uh, oh yeah, cartoons. July nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight to March twenty third, two thousand one. The Wild Thornberries. Oh, that's a good show. September first, nineteen ninety eight to June eleventh, two thousand four. Rocket Power. I know a lot of people who love that show. Absolutely worshipped it. Came out around a good, well, like the rise of Tony Hawk too. So it just helped with skateboard culture. Uh, August sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine to July thirtieth, two thousand four. And then uh, that's, I mean, that's it for the 90s shows. There's obviously so many more. The, the more popular ones, Invader Zim, which has become like this. Oh, I loved Invader Zim. You know, this this cult-like character. It's so good. Yeah. It is. March 30th, 2001 to December 10th, 2002. Fairly Odd Parents had a long run. March 30th, 2001 to July 26th, 2017. Uh, yeah, so just so many other great shows. I mean, I love Jimmy Neutron. That was a great one. Danny Phantom was cool for a little bit. Um, yeah, those those are some of just some of those uh, sh- some of those shows, uh, and obviously there's there's been so many live action ones too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draw yet with that, but there's been a lot of live action shows, a lot of game shows, and uh, the- yeah, he didn't even mention SpongeBob, which has been around forever now, and yeah. I would still hold up those original early seasons of SpongeBob against anything for how funny they are. Where'd it go? It should be here, two thousand one, right? I think no, ninety nine. It started. I don't even see it on this list. Oh, because it's former. That's former programming. That's why. My apologies. Uh, current programming. Yeah, SpongeBob has been around since May first, nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, um, thirteen seasons in all. It's yeah, that's the longest running show. So my apologies on that one. Uh, top ten Nickelodeon shows with the most episodes. Now, this came out on November 13th, 2020, so it's a little dated, but it's about as current of an article as I could find. And a lot of these shows are retired, so uh, they, they should technically still be on there. But per the article, it's on ScreenRant.com. Uh, read off some of these. So the number 10 longest-running show, or most-episode show on Nickelodeon of all time, iCarly, 97 episodes. That could have been superseded by something. I don't think so with how quick some of the durations are, but I understand why I would understand I Carly being a top 10 uh, show episode wise all time. Number nine, the Thundermans. They Nickelodeon has this weird thing for superheroes and superhero families. And I'm looking at the picture of this and I'm just like, why? But regardless, 98 episodes of the Thundermans. I, I just, I got nothing. All right, uh, number eight, Hey Arnold, 100 episodes. Understandably so. That's a longer than you thought it. Hey Arnold, yeah. The football hit himself. Yeah, they canceled it in 2004, but they did have the, I remember the movie. I remember, I remember the movie. Yep. That was pretty cool. That was a bit, that was a big deal back then. The Loud House, which is 110 episodes. I think that might be one of the only few active ones. Um, Oh, it is okay. A lot of, it debuted in May 2016, and it's it's currently aired. So it could be. Oh no, it's not touching this next one yet, but uh, it stayed pretty busy. The Rugrats is number sixth all time uh, with 171 episodes. They're bringing that one back, I believe. Yes, yes, they are. Um, or wait, why does it say 171? No, oh, it says 172 episodes in the description. I hate people who don't proofread. Uh, and they've had obviously movies with that. Uh, number five, The Fairly Odd Parents, on 172 episodes. Number four, uh, why is it out of order? Oh, my God. Ugh. They put Henry Danger uh, as 121 episodes. It's not in order, but whatever. I'm just going to stop complaining. Uh, Henry Danger is actually their longest-running live-action show of all time. I do got to acknowledge that. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Legend of the Temple had 120 episodes. All that. Uh, had, now that I've heard of. Yeah. All that had 205 episodes. This was like 
this was awesome. I love variety comedy shows, and this was one of the first ones that I was allowed to watch. And you get all these live action people who are already busy on the on doing Nickelodeon TV shows, and you put them in sketch comedy. It's it's amazing. One of my uh, the guy I know that wrestles around here, his name is RJ City, and he actually uses the all that theme as his entrance song. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's really well done. He's been uh, he's done a couple of Nickelodeon shows as well. He's done a lot of live TV. Um, and then the number one, SpongeBob SquarePants, who as of November, 265 episodes all time. So not to be touched. The last little stat line I have for you all is the 25 top 25 premieres. So that's the debut uh, first time showing of a show, uh, a show, a movie, uh, award show. They have a little bit of everything on here. So. Uh, the 25th all-time for Nickelodeon, Big Time Rushes, Big Time School of Rock, spelled R-O-C-Q-U-E, uh, 6.8 uh, million, and that episode debuted on January 18th, 2010. Um, Zoe 101, oh, God. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that Britney Spears' little sister? Oh, I think you're right. Holy crap, I forgot. I never that. watched it, but I think so. Yeah, I th- she definitely I th- had a show. She did. Goodbye, goodbye, Zoe. Oh, so this is the debut episodes. These aren't the first. Ep- these aren't the first episodes, but these are when the episodes aired. So, uh, first aired. All right, now I get it. So, goodbye, Zoe. Seven point uh, three million. And that was January fourth, two thousand eight. I forgot about that. Uh, Twenty three. Kids Choice Award twenty eleven was seven point three million on April second, twenty eleven. Twenty second. The Nickelodeon TV premiere of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, um, which came out in 2004. It debuted on Nickelodeon November 10th, 2006 to 7.3 million viewers. That movie rules, by the way. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, 21. I, a lot of iCarly on here. iCarly, I party with Victorious. This was like a cult thing uh, back in like Guy Carly had like a cult following like <laughs> back in the day. Uh, 7.3 million uh, viewers, and that was on June 11th, 2011. They even have the time Saturday at 8 p.m. That's a that's a nice time slot. Uh, number 20, I Carly I O M G 7.4 million on April 9th, 2011. Number 19, Kids Choice Awards 2008, 7.4 million on March 29th, 2008. Uh, number 18, I Carly episode of I uh, called I Psycho 7.5 million on June 4th, 2010. Uh, so I Carly had some of the best premieres. Do. What's that? Yeah, this is what they would do with iCarly, and I'm assuming they do it with other shows now too. Is they would make each when they'd have a new episode, they'd almost make it like an event. Like they would make sure they would tell you what the name of it and when it was coming on, and when Which, they would air uh, uh, promos for it, they would make it a huge deal. Like, hey, you're not going to believe this. You have to watch this type of thing. It was real yeah, smart. They did good. They right. They did good with the promotion part. Uh, number seventeenth, iCarly's uh, "I Think They Kiss" seven point uh, six million on September twelfth, two thousand nine. 16 fred the movie i still don't I, I i remember fred i didn't understand the hype but i remember fred uh <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't listen to him <laughs> <laughs> so he, kind of, he's like one of these some of these internet guys that just annoy me i think 7.6 million uh september 18 2010 number 15 i carly i go to japan 7.6 million on november 8 2008 number 14th uh kids choice awards 2010 on march 27 2010 7.6 million uh, number 13, SpongeBob SquarePants episode, Truth or Square, 7.6 million. Uh, that was on November 6, 2009. Number 12, uh, Whatever Happened to SpongeBob, episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, 7.7 million. And on October 13, 2008. Number 11 is the Kids' Choice Awards, 09, 7.7 million. Number 10, iCarly, I Got a Hot Room, uh, 7.7 million on July 30, 2010. Number 9, iCarly, I Fight Shelby Marks. I like their usage of the I, letter I. 7.9 million on October 8, 2009. Number eighth all time, SpongeBob SquarePants. Have you seen the snail? 7.9 million on November 11, 2005. Number seventh, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, Nick, uh, which was a Nickelodeon original movie. 8.1 million on De- December 5, 2008. Uh, oh, I remember this episode. SpongeBob SquarePants, Dunces and Dragons. That was a kind of it was like an extended episode like i don't know why i remember yeah. that one but it was they hyped it up big i do remember that 8.6 million 
on February 20th, 2006. Number five, SpongeBob SquarePants' Atlantis SquarePantis. 8.8 million. I remember million. that one too. <laughs> 8.8 8 million on November 12th, 2007. Uh, number four, The Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Odd Baby. 8.8 million on February 18th, 2008. I Carly, I Quit I Carly. That's the name of the episode. 8.8 8 mil on December 5th, 2009. The number second, uh, two, I Carly, I Saved Your Life. 11.2 million on January 18th, 2010. And the number one show of all time, number one premiere. And I remember being excited for this was all grown up. The version of Rugrats, 11.9 million on July 24th, yes. 2001. I remember, I remember watching the debut of this show because I love Rugrats. You grew up around Rugrats. It was the greatest. And then you're going to make them older. The hype was real. This is pre-internet. Oh, the internet was around, but I remember being really excited for it. And, uh, I was like, Whoa, this is really cool. So there's a lot of hype between that behind that, but that is. Uh, I don't remember that show lasting very long, though, right? I don't. No, think I don't think it did. I, I people just love the original. It just wasn't the original. Yeah. There was. It was the Rugrats kids growed up with with high middle and high school drama. It was just weird, but um, but I do remember being excited for it. But that is it for Matt's stats. Now, Johnny, what do we what do we got next? What do we got next? Let's find out in Johnny's. Did you know? You know, I asked you earlier, uh, orange and green is kind of the main colors of Nickelodeon. Why orange and green? Well, designer Tim Corey, uh, or Tom Corey, if I get his name correct, uh, Tom Corey said uh, he chose those colors because they're actually the international distress signal colors. <laughs> uh, wow. So they catch your attention. That's smart. It does yeah. pop. It's a nice color combination. It is one of my favorite ones of all. It, it is a really nice one. It the orange and yeah. the green really complements each other. For, yeah, for real. Uh, while there have been many changes to the recipe for the iconic green slime that we all know and love, here are some of the things that have been a part of making the slime. Uh, wheat, uh, green food coloring, of course, Johnson's baby shampoo, uh, vegetable oil, cottage cheese, and uh, I'm trying to remember which show. Oh, I think it was, uh, it might have been Double Dare. Okay. I think it was double there because uh, what they were originally using wasn't working because it was under a lot of lights and stuff and it was heating it up. So they had to start using applesauce. <laughs> oh, God. That's part of it. Yeah. Uh, if you were a kid on, you can't do that on television, which of course, like we said before, was the show that uh, debuted the iconic green slime and you got slimed. Uh, you actually got bonus money for it. Uh, apparently, when they were doing it originally, uh, the kids weren't getting anything extra for that, and they were complaining because it was happening a lot. So they were like, hey, if you get slimed, we're going to give you an extra 50 bucks. That's basically uh, what they started doing. Uh, in 1984, there's another very famous franchise that comes along that has to do with slime, Matt, and that's called, uh, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. And Ghostbusters tried to sue Nickelodeon over the green slime in 1984. There was a problem, though. Uh, Nickelodeon had been using the green slime since 1979. <laughs> uh, so if anybody got it from yeah, anybody... There's a lot of le legality around Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. Casper trying to sue them for the using, they, thinking that they use Fatso as the logo. Now Ghostbusters is all hurt. They're going to... I hope Nickelodeon sued them back. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, this is going to shock you. Ghostbusters quietly dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> when this is pointed out, to me, this is strikes like somebody just not doing any research whatsoever. Uh, you know, like all you got to do is look at this and go, oh, they've been doing this since 79. We, we probably should drop it. <laughs> you just save yourself a lot of money and uh, you won't look near stupid. And I'm saying as somebody who loves Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon Studios, uh, the actual studios, like we said, down in Universal, Florida. Uh, on their toilet paper in the bathrooms had their blimp logo printed on it you remember the blimp logo man i do i do orange blimp with the logo on it there was a green i don't remember it's either orange or green blimp. uh but um the issue was people kept stealing it they couldn't keep the tp in because people were like hey i want to take this home with me so now uh well not now because i think that city is closed but uh so they later had to just switch it to regular old sad white toilet paper <laughs> damn white toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) Uh, double dare wouldn't allow any kids who had a number of previous injuries uh, when they would find out your history that's because they didn't want any clumsies running around (laughs) that's fair i wouldn't have not i would have i would not have been allowed that not that i was injury prone but i was clumsy as hell so i would not have been allowed that well and you got to also look at it from their perspective uh it's easy to get sued, right? Yeah. Uh, so you got you got to kind of watch yourself a little bit. Uh, Mark Summers, the very famous host of Double Dare, actually struggled with the show because of the slime and how messy the show was. Uh, I mean, they they made the show to look like a messy bathroom. That's what they were going for when they were kind of designing the show. Uh, Mark Summers had a really bad OCD, and he said that this really disturbed him and was very very difficult for him to get through. <laughs> oh, I bet. Good. I couldn't imagine uh, dealing with that if uh, cleanliness was something that was very important to you. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how easily it washes off, but it doesn't sound yeah, like no it idea. was some of the, the some of the stuff they're using. But I, I mean, that's like you got to go buy new clothes for work every day. Like, yeah, you're probably you might yeah. be getting paid all right, but that would piss me off. That's like when Dick Sporting Goods when I worked at Dick Sporting Goods and like, yeah, you got to buy Dick Sporting Goods only stuff. Uh, to where to work and it's like $70 but they're like hey we gave you a 10% off coupon that, that <laughs> I would be upset that's garbage I mean, yeah that's garbage that's a garbage move dicks uh, that's a garbage move dick <laughs> you're right I you're that that's that's awful yeah uh, but that's your Johnny did you know obviously there's a lot there's a whole history of Nickelodeon a lot of really fun stats and stuff and and did you know to get into there's a book that I really wish I could remember the name of. I got it in my uh, in my uh, wish list on Amazon, uh, so I should pull it up. And, but it's basically the history of, of Nickelodeon. There's a lot of stuff you can get this information at. But in the meantime, Matt, let's go to where Nickelodeon stands in pop culture today. Shout Factory TV, changing the channel. I mean, it's, I don't see it going away. It's been around since 77. It's still going strong. They constantly reinvent themselves, like you say. And the, now they're on this kick of finally being smart enough to look back at their golden age in the 90s and uh, bring it back the retroness of it. Uh, you know, and uh, Paramount Plus just uh, putting all their old shows on there and adding new shows. I know it's where the new SpongeBob show is going to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just that's just smart. And there's a this is a good place to put this. They also released on there. I highly recommend this. It's called SpongeBob DocuPants. And basically what they did was they took the early episodes of SpongeBob and turned them into a, a documentary. That's the kind of a mock 
documentary is what oh, it really okay. should be and it's all done for comedy and it is amazing okay highly recommend it's even got the very serious voiceover guy uh and all this stuff uh, with the talking heads and stuff uh it's a mix of live action in the cartoon it's so well done highly highly recommend uh but uh they're still i mean they're still going strong uh paramount plus which is just smart of them to be included with uh, you know everything's going streaming now anyway people a lot of people are cutting cable uh and i mean that's just kind of the future are they streaming services well i would say it's they're now because they're here now but uh that's that's kind of where they are uh that's i mean you know it's just uh it's just smart um i really can't see a time where they won't be around i mean it's just you know there's always going to be kids and uh you know you gotta you gotta have stuff that appeal to kids and then you got Nickelodeon you got uh, they still do Nick at night stuff or they play old shows and they still do Nick Jr. Uh, where they do stuff for, you know, edu- more kind of educational stuff for younger kids. So they kind of cover all your bases there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that they're especially looking back at the stuff from when I was a kid and kind of starting to bring that stuff back up. Uh, you know, even recently, not too long ago, there was a Rocco's Modern Life movie that they released on Netflix. So, and an Invader Zim movie too. Yeah. So they're looking back at this stuff and really kind of coming back around on it. And uh, of course they also own one of my all time favorite franchises, Ninja Turtles. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 100% my dude. Uh, I think the only reason way that Nickelodeon, like the, the Nickelodeon we all know and love goes away is that if people just completely go away from basic, ca- Oh, not basic cable, but cable in general. Uh, we did talk about this when we did our Simpsons episode. I think it was last March or so, last February, March, something like that, that, you know, the numbers uh, for TV shows are just dwindling. Uh, and Nickelodeon's had yeah. a bit of an all-time low as of recently, but that's just, it's changing with the times. They are going, right, I think they're, everything, all their content's going over to Paramount? Is that, is that what I understand? I believe so. Okay. A lot, a lot of it's already there now, so I okay. believe so. So that's I mean, Paramount's the company that kind of owns them, right? I believe I, I think it's how it works. Thinks, yeah, like a parent company, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's that's the route that it's eventually going to go. The channel is going to be there as long as people keep watching TV. But uh, I mean, its lasting effects are it, it, it's it, it's it's amazing. I mean, honestly, uh, I know we haven't been around for as long as the channel's been around. But, you know, now the, the popular shows that myself and Johnny grew up watching are considered like retro in a way. And, and people yeah. are people are like, you know, they're, they're clamoring for re-releases. You know, you just mentioned The Rock Was Modern Life and Vader Zim. These are all just uber popular shows during our time growing up. And now there's like a there's like a calling form. What's old is new again. And it's 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 refreshing to see, uh, you know, SpongeBob has lasted the test of time. This is I mean, it's insane how much mileage SpongeBob has gotten, you know, out of out of continuously new stuff. It's uh, you know, it's. I, I, I mean, I, shoot, I remember the first time I watched SpongeBob. Well, my baseball coach talked about it. This was 2001. The show had been out since 1999. And I, wa- I sat there and I watched. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is available to me for free. My parents were probably were paying for cable, but I didn't have to pay for it. It was that good. So <laughs> it's, lo- it's, longe- it's longevity. Is, it's, I mean, it's, ter- it's, it's, it's going to be around for as long as people watch TV. That, that's in it. And even if, you know, if, cable goes away it's going to live through streaming service and paramount or you know some you know all these all these streaming services are either splitting apart or or uniting and all that now that there there's someday there might be a retro like a retro nick you know uh at, you know streaming service you never know but uh it's it's not going to go away on it's just too popular it's just too popular so yeah yeah i totally agree uh, but that was this episode of Retro Pop Nickelodeon. Matt, any idea what we're going to cover next time on the show? I do. Uh, I've had, uh, I've been t- thinking about doing this one for a long time. And depending on what day of the week you ask me, this is my favorite video game franchise of all time. Uh, next time we talk on Retro Pop, we will be covering the world of Final Fantasy. So I'm really, really excited to delve into this. It's been a, it's been a very popular piece of entertainment in my lifetime. I can't wait to talk about the music, the characters, the stories, the memories, all that stuff uh, with each and every one of you. And I hope you all appreciate it. Um, 
as much as I do. That'd be a good bridge episode with Retro Blessed, a cheap plug from another show yes, where we're talking yes. about old school video games. And Matt, I'm going to make a promise to you. As a guy who's obviously always been aware of Final Fantasy and has had a lot of friends who've loved Final Fantasy, but I could never get into it myself. I've never actually played a lot of one. I make this vow to you. Before, in two weeks, when we record, I will uh, try to play a Final Fantasy game. Please and thank you. I appreciate that. If you can't play a It'll game... It'll be one of the early ones, though. If That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. If you can't play a game, go listen to the music. Uh, do you, do, oh, I know you, the music's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nobuo Yumezo is, is, is amazing. and uh, oh, Yeah, the music is good. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, okay. I just wanted to make sure because that, that's... I, I will be in the I'm one of those weirdos who will be in the car and I'll listen to that all the time. Like I'll I'll blast it. Everyone's hey. listening like playing the weekend and I'm playing the Final Fantasy Seven battle theme. Yeah, everybody's playing the weekend. I'm playing the Mystic Caves music from Sonic the Hedgehog too, so I know what you mean. Oh my god, uh, where have you that's... been on my life? <laughs> uh so thank you for listening to uh Retro Pop. Again, all you listeners are amazing. We keep uh, blowing out expectations for this show. Uh, thank you for all the support. We very much appreciate it. Um, and until next time, when we talk about Final Fantasy, uh, we hope you tune in. And, uh, of course, uh, Nick, 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 Nickel. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on Beyonce.